You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. His name is Thomas. Thomas is so much like me and so much like you. In fact, all the disciples, they have strengths and they have weaknesses. I I think of the man by the name of Peter. He was such a strong man, but he was such a weak man. He was impetuous. He, He would not be patient. He was And yet God used him so powerfully at Pentecost. Prior to that, just a few days, he denied the Lord. Uh, There's John the the Beloved. We say the word Beloved, we know it's John. We say Betrayer, we know it's Judas. When I was a boy, not very far from here, growing up in Sunday school, we'd sing, Don't be a doubting Thomas. Trust fully on his promise. Why worry, 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 worry. When you can pray, there's a man who is a disciple who is known as Thomas the Doubter. And yet he had this side to him. When the other disciples wanted to leave, Jesus was saying, I'm going to die. He goes, I want to go with you. I want to be with I want to die with you. He was that personality. When Lazarus died and, and, and it was over, he said, you know, uh, I, I, I think I should die too. He was like this. If he could ever get the, the dying together, he one day wanted to die with Christ. He didn't want to die because Lazarus, he was a, a man that we'll see was given to despondency and discouragement. I want to bring this man to our attention today because can you imagine the scripture we read? The resurrection had just taken place. Jesus had been appearing to different ones in that morning time. But now is the evening of the first day. And on the evening of the first day, the disciples gathered together. Not Judas. He already betrayed Jesus and went out and hung himself. And not Thomas because he didn't, want, he didn't show up there. He doubted the resurrection of Jesus Jesus Christ. Those 10 were gathered and they shut the doors tight and closed everything up. And because of fear of the Jews, they said, we're we're, we're just going to be meeting secretly. Unless you fault them, apparently you've not been in a place with closed doors. I will not mention the countries, but one particular country right now is experiencing in a communist nation. Apparently some type of revival. We're told that as many as 25,000 people a day are coming to know Jesus Christ as their Savior underground. God's not done with this world yet. Man is trying to legislate God out. They don't want him in our schools. They don't want him in our government. They don't want him in the Supreme Court. They don't want him in our churches. You're closing churches because you cannot go to church anymore unless we show you you can go to church or give you permission to go to church. 
And if you think it was tough the last two years, it's going to get a lot tougher next round around. That's depressing. What's well, coming? God says the last days there'll be pestilence, which is disease. And they figured out a way to control mankind. I saw a picture early this morning of a country that's closed everything down again. And guards are coming. And they have people behind barricades. And they're hungry and they cannot get their medicine. And they're starving and they're calling. And they'll come and they'll reach over all masked up, all garbed up. And they'll come with their machine guns and hand them a little, mar- mar- a, a, a little, little bit of tiny food, a little morsel of food where they can eat just momentarily. And one man just said, I'm just going to have to die. I need food. I need, I'm starved. I'm thirsty. I need my medicine. The Jews put such a fear in these people that they were worshiping behind closed doors. And in the midst of all that, in the middle of it all, Jesus showed up. (laughs) And his first words to them, and he says it three times in the text, peace. There was no peace, but peace means calm. It's okay, boys. And I want to tell you in this day in which we live, it's okay. It's okay. Everything's all right in my Father's house where there's joy. And he spoke to them. He said, peace. And the Bible says they were glad. Well, the world lives in depression today. Well, why? We've shut the church down. In a day when God's people worldwide need the church more than ever, churches are closing at the rate of 46 a week. People need the church in the Silicon Valley more than ever. And you can hardly find a church, if any, that are open on Sunday night. By the way, 6 o'clock tonight, we're open. Always have been for 47 years. And we're staying open tonight again. And we're going to preach the Word of God and sing. Say, my goodness, what do you think about this Sunday? It's the Lord's Day. It's a holy day, not a holiday. I'm saying today that they were glad. And you want to know why there's so much depression and discouragement and despondency? Because we've asked Jesus out of our lives. Here they are in their meeting and they saw his hands and they saw his feet and the wounds. But Thomas wasn't there. I've already cut my message down just sitting here. And so let me give it to you real briefly. I'm speaking to you on this subject today. He missed the first Easter. So many people in life are missing out on the best things in life. I don't believe my foot's on a banana peel. I don't believe I'm on the next load out to die. But it's very obvious I've used up most of my Easter's. It's very obvious I've used up most of my mother's days as a pastor as well. It's very obvious in this year, Christmas is on a Sunday. I've used up most of my Christmases. It's very obvious that the older I get, I've always loved it, but I want to be in church. I want to hear a choir. I want to sing together. I want to sing they should have cried holy. I want to hear a choir start this morning. All rise. I had a hard time sitting there. So you're so emotional. Uh, Maybe one day you'll get older and you realize it's the grace of God to get to go to church in a country in America where there's freedom. I can't think of anywhere I'd want to be on a Sunday but the house of God. 
I don't want to be on the mountain. I don't want to be behind skis or going on the water or going down a slope and killing myself. Uh, if I'm going to die, I'd rather die right here. I, want to, I don't want to be on a skidoo. I don't want to be uh, on a surfboard. God bless you on a surfboard. Uh, I don't want you could be, but I want to be in church. Amen. I'm talking about the fact that this man missed out. Imagine the remainder of his life. He said, I missed that first Sunday. But where I'm coming to you in a moment, he got it right the next Sunday. Let me just show you something about this man, Thomas, that represents all of us because we all have strengths and we all have weaknesses. The Bible says of Thomas, he feared often. He lived in gloom and fear and despondency. He, he just didn't believe that Jesus, verse 25, could, could have risen from the dead. He lived in discouragement. He lived in hopelessness. Again, I said when Lazarus died, he said, we should die also. Remember the a lot of times at funerals we quote, and you'll hear it, John 14, he said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. You know the only, top, the only disciple he was talking to there was, that, that's mentioned is Thomas. And, and Thomas was so discouraging. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place, I will come again and receive you unto myself. Jesus talking to Thomas said, well, how do we know where you're going? And how do we know the way? You know, he's just so despondent. He, he was such a discouraged man so easily. You know, that which is your weakness could wind up being your strength. I speak to so many people in a week's time. I think of alcoholics and drug addicts I spoke to this week. And I said, that's a weakness. But when God gives you that conquering spirit over that, can you imagine what you could do for people that are dependent on drink and drugs? Can you imagine how God can raise you up to be such a blessing in the lives of young boys and young girls and men and women and couples? Can you imagine what could happen if you could take your weakness and allow God to turn into your strength? So you're negative. So you're, you see gloom and everything. You see a half a cup instead of uh, half empty instead of half full. God could change that in your heart. You know, narcissistic people think they only have strengths. Narcissistic people think, well, I really don't have any weakness. I see your weaknesses. <laughs> My goodness, you got a lot. You, you folks have a lot of weaknesses, but not me. That's the narcissist. So full of himself. And here's a man, Thomas, and he's so discouraged. I wonder on Easter Sunday morning, what has you discouraged? And by the way, I'm not saying it's not a real situation. Uh, the second thing I see about him, he was defeated. Look at verse 24. And Thomas, one of the 12 called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. I don't want to go. I don't want to assemble with those disciples. Please hear this statement. Being alone in life, you'll see Jesus is alone in the garden. There's places to be. I understand that. 
But when you're discouraged, solitude feeds defeat. So, sir, you're having problems with your health, with your job, with your marriage, with your kids, something. So you don't want to come home to see your wife at the end of work day. Dear lady, you're having the same type of difficulties and you don't want to be there. You want to go out and just be by yourself. I want a lady to Christ years ago, 40 some years ago, 45, and, and, and she had committed some awful sin in her life. I recall where here in Santa Clara, I was going to go to knock on the door, but the garage door was open. She was sitting in the couch and there was just cigarette butts everywhere. And she'd been just a chain smoker and there was bottles there. And I kept going back time after time after time. Eventually she got saved and she became a good member here. But she was so defeated and she sat there in that house in the garage Day after day, she said, I've been sitting here for, I want to say it was 20-some years. You know, solitude is not what you need sometimes. Sometimes Monday through Saturday, there's so many issues in life that causes us to despair. And then, then Sunday comes and we're so defeated, we're so discouraged. And they say, I just can't go to church. That is absolutely the wrong decision. Solitude when you're discouraged and solitude when you're defeated is not what you need. You need the marriage. You need your children. You need your grandchildren. And you say, well, they're not here. That's why I'm discouraged. Well, then you need the house of God. You need to work on a bus route yesterday to see nearly 3,500 young people. I'll tell you what, many of those came from wonderful homes, but the vast majority have missing dads in the homes. Not all. Some of you were there. Thank God for your family that's together. But I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of anguish that we face. I, I, I talked to several teenage boys yesterday, and, and their homes are fragmented. I want you to know today when you're defeated. Well, I, I, I tell you what, I, I, I talked to one of the pastors, and I'm still defeated. Well, Pastor, I'll talk to you. Well, you're going to still be defeated with me too. I have no special potion. Because you're turning inward when you should be turning upward to God and should be turning outward to people, how you can help them, and to the house of God. There's no way to make it with missing God's house in life. I long for Sunday. I need Sunday. I look forward to Sunday. Here was a doubter. And the other disciples, they witnessed Jesus. And they witnessed his wounds. And they witnessed that he, he said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to commission you. And he commissioned them in, in verse number uh, 21. He says, so send I you. You go out and tell this message. And he said, I'm going to help you. Verse 22, I'm going to give you a friend called the Holy Spirit. He'll comfort you. He'll guide you. He'll direct you. But Thomas, one of the 12, wasn't there when Jesus came. He was discouraged. He was defeated. Lastly, I'll close, he was, a, he was a doubter. He was a doubter. The other disciple therefore said, we have seen the Lord. And he said unto them, except I see uh, in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger in the print of his nails and thrust my hand aside, I will not believe. He was a doubter. But you don't understand, Pastor. I, I, I'm okay today, but I'm a drunk. 
I'm okay today, but I'm gonna, I have to get out and get a fix before the day is over. Uh, you don't understand, Pastor. I, I know God can help this person, and he's helped it, but he can't help me. I, I, the situation is too far gone. And that's where Thomas the doubter was. He, he was so discouraged, he was so defeated that he began to doubt. When most of us face adversity, we, evoke, we, we evade the people we need. We evade our family. We evade the house of God. We, 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 I've read my Bible, I can't get anything out of it. The thing you need is the Bible. The thing we need is prayer. The thing we need is the house of God. The thing we need is a humble heart. The thing we need is to confess our sin. The thing we need is what we fight the most. Notice in closing, the key verse, verse 26. And after eight days, what's that? Easter Sunday the second. He missed the first Easter Sunday. But he said, I missed out, but I'm going to get the second one. There's part of me that's still inquisitive. Yes, I'm a, by nature, I'm a discouraged type person. Yes, I'm defeated. Uh, yes, I'm a doubter. Man, those guys, <laughs> John, Peter, James, the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon, Judas, uh, not Judas, he wasn't there. All those, those, those they're, they're all fired up all week this week. Something happened to those guys. And he said, I think I'll go. And the Bible says, after eight days again, his disciples were within and Thomas was with them. And then came Jesus, and the door shut, it was shut again, and stood in the midst, did it again. And the same message, peace be unto you. And he said, Thomas, reach forth thy finger and behold my hands, and reach forth and, and, and thrust it into my side. Be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said, my Lord, my God. I don't know what's going to happen from this Sunday to next Sunday. Years ago, when we were turning 40 years of age, the church seven years ago, I preached a lot can happen in seven days. And it took us through the Bible, the many things that happens in seven days. There's hardly a week, if there is a week in my life, that I don't receive a call from a church member to say, the doctor said, and you fill in the blank. I, I would say we have it, this is a great crowd, balconies, lower floor packed, but I'd say our, our church is probably, if everyone were here, we could fill this three times this morning. And I'm always their pastor for weddings and funerals and sadness and heartaches and you name it, and I want to be. Whether they come or not come, or whether they're faithful or not faithful, but consequently, a lot of phone calls. And almost without fail, the doctor said, and you fill in the blank. I won't even begin to fill in the blank of what disease, what terminal illness you have. It's every week. It's every week. It's every week somebody will say to me, Pastor, my son, please pray for him. He's a prodigal. Please pray, please pray for my daughter. It's every, every week, every week, my wife left. My wife left me, Pastor. Pastor. 
It's every week the wife will say, every week somewhere, my, 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 my husband left. I don't know if a week goes by and I probably with texting would talk to 35 or 40 pastors this morning, early in the morning, answering back and what, back and forth. But there's not a week goes by a pastor said, I, I can't, I, I'm not staying. It, it's, too, it's too heavy a load here. The, the fight, the war that's against me right now, I just can't take it. And I'm not saying that I don't don't understand it. Been there myself. All of us have. But Thomas allowed God to make a change in his life. I don't know what it's going to, but I know spiritually by the grace of God, if I'm alive, I'm going to the house of God next Sunday. I read the story of the account of a, a young man. He was Runner-up, third runner-up in the Heisman Trophy, 2000. Became a great quarterback. He's in his 30s. Three boys. I think it's three boys. And the best I can tell, he must know the Lord. He went to the doctor two weeks ago. His back was in such pain. Great Heisman war, uh, war, uh, trophy type of young man. Two weeks ago, his back began to give pain. Sweet little wife. What she wrote on Thursday was so amazing. Thank you for praying for us. It will be different now that the Lord's taken them. Please pray for her wisdom. As I try to raise my family for God. She must, Brother Jose, she must know the Lord. Three weeks ago, they could have been in church. They probably were. But two weeks ago, a pain in the back. And now, you've hypochondriacs. Oh, boy, I got a pain in the back. I'm talking about the fact that I don't know what the future holds for anybody. But I know who holds the future. I know in this room, in a crowd this size, I promise you, whatever age, I promise you, everyone will not be alive next year at Easter. I promise. That's not being negative. It's just reality of life. Every second, every second, three people are born. Every second, three people are born. And every second, two people die. And it's important when a man wants to die. I wish I could redo. I wish I could have been a better Christian. I wish I could have been a better husband, a better pastor, better father, better grandpa. grandpa. And I've tried it, all of them. I can't change what's happened here. But I can make this day forward like Thomas did. Thomas stayed with it. Can I tell you something about Thomas? He came to the last day. He never denied God after that. You never see any instant he was defeated, discouraged, despondent. He, he was a great man. And then the day came. They said, you love that, Jesus? And historians tell us of his death. They took lances. They took spears, and they ran spears through his body. He didn't die as a doubter. 
He missed the first Sunday. You missed some opportunities. Your wife's already left, married someone else. Your husband's left, married somebody else. Yeah, your kids are, oh, whatever it is, you can't change this. But you can destroy this by living here from this day forward. If you know not Christ, Brother Cooper told us so powerfully how to get saved. In a moment, we'll stand. I'll pray our heads will be bowed. And this morning, if you're here without Christ, you're not sure if you died today, you could go to heaven. I'm not asking to join the church or give money. It's not how you get to heaven. It's not your work of righteousness. A lady will show a lady. A man will show a man. A couple will show a couple how to be born again. People come all the time. You won't be by yourself. Such a glorious night. About 15 minutes from here, 65 years ago, when I realized my condition, I was lost, I was a sinner. I was going to die and go to hell. And that night, I'll never forget walking forward and asking Christ to be my Savior. I can see as I walked out that little single door, my dad was standing right there. The first man I saw after I got saved was the man I miss so much, my father. I said, Dad, I just asked Jesus to save me. Oh, son, I'm so happy for you. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.